This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 4th of August. Justin, Meta be shaking in their <laughs> booties. That's because TikTok is officially on track to overtake the Facebook app on influencer marketing not spend. Surprised. And they're also set to overtake YouTube by 2024. Definitely not surprised, B-Man. Listen to this one. Macquarie Bank led the pack yesterday, but not in the good type of way. They were the first bank to pass on the RBA's 0.5% rate rise. Mm. Unlike in July, the big four have hesitated a little bit. Three spectacular stories today, Justin. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first. Tinder's latest round of disappointing earnings has caused some pretty hefty changes at the company. Ah, uh, Tinder, the place where romance goes to die. What have they done now, B-Man? Well, it's safe to say, Juzzy Boy, we all know Tinder, yep. the OG smartphone app that inspired countless other dating apps. The OG swipe left and right app. Now, this crew has had some phenomenal success since getting started in 2012. We're talking over 55 billion matches made so far in more than 190 countries. How about that? And how many marriages, B-Man? <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> but now, Tinder's parent company, Match Group, has announced their latest earnings and they're pretty disappointing. Yep, Match's revenue for the last quarter was $795 million US million, which is a fair bit less than the expected $804 mil. Less than ideal, Brett, but what is Tinder doing in response? Well, two words for you, my friend. Pulling back. Mm-hmm. They're ditching their plans to adopt a virtual currency random. and pressing pause on metaverse-based <laughs> dating. Even more random. So what is the key learning here? Real-world experience continue to win out over digital experiences in this post-pandemic world. Based on Twitter's last update, it appears the younger generation may have lost their appetite when it comes to dating apps like Tinder. In fact, Tinder even said that people have moved past COVID lockdowns and re-entered a more normal way of life. You know, maybe going out and about, meeting people at bars, blind dates, (laughs) speed dating evenings. Hence why Tinder's revenue numbers are down. Hence why Tinder has decided to step back from its dating metaverse plans. (laughs) And why, oh why, would Tinder have needed a virtual currency in the first place. No one knows. <laughs> For our second story, Appen, the Aussie artificial intelligence company, just announced a 69% drop in its earnings for the first half of the year, and investors are scratching their heads. Ooh, fair to say investors were completely shook by this one, Justin. Mm-hmm. What happened here? Okay, so Appen's been around for a really long time in terms of AI firms. They were founded in Sydney back in 1996. Now, essentially, Appen crunches data and builds pretty wild algorithms mm-hmm. to help a bunch of large tech companies. It's pretty crazy, Brett, listen to this. Appen crowdsources humans around the world to sort through a data dump. So it might be a million images of traffic lights. (laughs) The idea is that the humans will go through and tag every traffic light in these photos. And these manual tags are then used to train algorithms that could one day help something like a driverless car. So you can imagine they mainly work with a small number of really big clients like Google or Amazon. And Appen was a stock market darling for a little while, Brett, but now they've downgraded their earnings a lot. And this is not the first time. That is right, Jazzy Boy. Appen's EBITDA for the first half of this year, down 69%. And to put it simply, the overall slowdown in digital advertising meant there was less demand from Appen's big, big customers. I get it. So what is the key learning here? The wisdom behind the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket, it still stands today. While a small set of large customers can be good, it can also be a pretty risky way of doing business. And why is that, Brett? Well, think about it, Justin. When all of your customers are in the same market, Mm -hmm. they can all be affected by similar changes in the overall economy. For Appen, 77% of their revenue was from key global clients like Google or Facebook. And since the tech market has fallen significantly, it's exposed Appen for being so reliant on too few companies. Mm. For our third and final story, Shopify has made a $100 million strategic investment in Klaviyo. That's the email automation platform. And it will see the two giants build one tasty partnership. Shopify making 
moves. What is happening with this one? Okay, so we know Shopify. They're the e-commerce platform that helps people and businesses create online stores. Your old school deli that finally makes it onto the World Wide <laughs> Web. Probably Shopify. But also some pretty big names like Heinz, like Fitbit, like Sephora. And Clevio. well, they're an e-commerce marketing platform. Think of those emails you automatically get when you leave something in your online shopping cart. Shopify has just made a $100 million strategic investment in Clavio. And why are they doing this? These two have a bit of a partnership going on because a lot of folks who need an e-commerce platform, mm-hmm. they also need an automated email platform. And now, Clavio will become the recommended email partner for Shopify Plus users. Looks like these two are really becoming business buddies and besties. <laughs> so what is the key learning here? Strategic investments are those with the goal of gaining material advantages rather than just financial returns. While Shopify's investment in Clavio might see a significant financial return in years to come, it also has other benefits for both parties. See, Shopify is incentivized to drive its own customers to Clavio's platform because it's now a part owner. It may also have a say now on Clavio's future product direction. And for Clavio, it's likely they're going to get huge distribution across Shopify's 1.7 million merchants. And this seems to be part of a series of similar strategic investments made by Shopify. Like the $2.1 billion it spent buying an end-to-end logistics platform named Deliver. Mm -hmm. Fluxam, as we know, cost of living is on the rise and many of our budgets are feeling a little tighter than they used to. So if you're looking for support on your financial wellbeing journey, we've got something that can help. It's called Flux at Work and you can learn more at flux.finance slash work. We've got Kogan.com on board, Luxury Escapes on board and many other awesome companies too. So fill out the form on the website and we will be in touch to share more. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.